Brandon Marshall. No center guard. I'm Henrik Lundqvist. I'm Jamal Adams. The World Series champion, Tino Martinez. Two-time Olympic gold medalist and World Cup champion, Tobin Heath. And you're listening to Danielle McCartan on 60 Minute Overtime. On WRPR. www.prosportsrundown.com. At Coach McCartan. Facebook.com. Slash Coach McCartan. Well, good morning, everybody, on this Super Bowl Sunday. Today is February 3rd, 2019. I'm your hostess, Danielle McCartan, and this is obviously going to be a very special Super Bowl Sunday edition of 60 Minute Overtime. So I want to thank you guys tuning in on Periscope right now. I see you out there. Facebook Live, I see you guys too. And and I have I have a really good show for you guys today. I, I really do. I, I have... We'll talk a little bit about... I'm going to do it like chronologically like the game would be like. So talk first about the National Anthem, then some game analysis. There is a game to be played today. I, I think that gets lost a lot of the times in the two-week media um, scrum that, that these players and these teams have. Uh, also, we'll talk about the halftime show. Talk about some prop bets. Those are going to be throughout the show, and it's going to be indicated by this nifty little sound. <laughs> That's going to indicate a prop bet, and I'm going to uh, follow up on, at, on Twitter and on Facebook at the end of the show in case you are in a prop bet pool or whatever, and you want to know my opinion on those, I'll have them all in one spot for you at the end as a recap. And finally, finally, we're going to talk about the NFL Honors Awards that took place last night. And uh, we do have a new phone number here, so if you wanted to talk about anything related to the Super Bowl, here is the new number. Get it down. Save it in your phone. 201 825-3650. Again, 201-825-3650. We'll get you right into the switchboard here, and I will see it, that it's ringing, and I will pick up the phone. So anything you guys have, I let's do it. Let's call, please. So the culmination of the entire football game season Everything is tonight at 6.30 p.m. Chris Wynn is saying the plans. The Rams are playing with house money, 34-24 L.A. Gurley will dominate. I think that last word was, well, Chris, you're ahead of me now because I I'll actually have a different opinion than you. So we'll get into that. Chris, I'm sure you'll pay attention, and I'm sure you'll watch the whole show, as you always do. That's Chris Wynn from ESPN Las Vegas, Fox Sports Las Vegas, out there in the desert. So 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 3.30 p.m. for you out there, Chris, which is a much better time. 6.30 is late. Uh, You guys all know how I feel about late games, and this is a little too late for my liking, but whatever. So this is Super Bowl L-I-I-I, which is 53, and this is the only time of year where Roman numerals are actually relevant because you need to know, you know, what's going on with 53. Uh, I hate Roman numerals, so anything I post is pretty much going to have the the five and the three. So tonight, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, I wrote this myself, the young gun Los Angeles Rams are looking to change the guard on. They're looking to put their stamp on history against the aging but ever-present New England Patriots. Someone on Periscope saying, if the Rams win, will you wear a Rams hat the next broadcast? Sure, if I could find one at a good price online, Amazon Prime, sure. (laughs) There's a 17-year age gap between quarterbacks from New England, obviously Tom Brady, and from L.A., Jared Goff. 17 years difference. Well, that's a prop bet alert. Will this be mentioned on the broadcast tonight, the CBS broadcast tonight? I'm going to go with 
Yes. There's a 33-year difference in age between head coaches, New England's Bill Belichick and Rams' Sean McVay. Oh, yeah, you better believe that's going to be a prop bet alert, too. Will this be mentioned on the broadcast? Yes, absolutely. So how fitting. They've tapped Atlanta native Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem tonight. This is a perfect song, Midnight Train to Georgia, you know, Atlanta, Georgia, you get it? I know, you got it. So for whatever reason, though, there's been a little pushback this year, having the musical performances names in the same sentence as Colin Kaepernick's. Uh, so Gladys Knight went on, I believe the Today Show got some audio from her explaining why she is actually going to, you know, she's backing up her decision to play and to sing the national anthem. Here's uh, Gladys Knight on the Today Show. I can only say uh, how, how much I feel in here about the country itself and my family and like I said those those family members of mine that are risking their lives and and their futures and all of those kinds of things to make this a better world not just a country and um, so I felt like I could do my part and she went on I don't know if it was with the Today Show or not but she did say that although she understands Kaepernick's reasons for protesting she criticized him for kneeling during the national anthem, adding that she has been at the forefront of the civil rights struggles for most of her, most of her life. There is also, regarding Gladys Knight, a prop bet out there to see uh, how long she's going to take to sing the national anthem. I think the prop bet, most of them are out there. I looked last night. Most of them are um, around 1 minute and 45 seconds, around 1 minute and 48 seconds. That's the over-under. The longest ever, just some background information here, the longest ever is Alicia Keys, and that took 2 minutes and 15 seconds in the year 2013. So here's a prop bet alert. Gladys Knight's version, is it going to be over or under the 1 minute and 48 second mark, which is what, you know, betters have it at? I'm going with the over. I think Gladys Knight's going to really relish in this, uh, this spotlight, if you will. Uh, and she's going to make the best of it because she seems like she's really into doing it. And it's the hometown crowd, you know, in Georgia for her. I think it's going to be over 148. And by the way, all the commercials that you're going to see or hear or see throughout the show tonight, today, you're going to hear during the game. These are the 2019 Super Bowl commercials. And another prop bet alert, which kind of commercial is going to be shown first? I'm going with a car commercial. There always seems to be loaded with car commercials. I was between car or beer commercial, but I decided to go with car. Guys, don't forget there is a game to be played tonight. And all this, there is a game to be played tonight. So will Bill Belichick or Sean McVay be mentioned first during the broadcast tonight, which is after the kickoff? I think Bill Belichick. That's a prop bet alert. Uh, I dive into the Patriots-Rams matchup after the break. Coke? Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi okay? Is Pepsi okay? Ow! 
Our puppy's okay. He's a shooting star, okay? Is the laughter of a small child okay? Pepsi's more than okay! It's okay! Okay, what have we learned today? You want a Pepsi? I want a Pepsi. There you go. Okay! I've got to come up with my own catchphrase. Okay! might recognize this song P. Diddy Bad Boy for Life know why you recognize that song because it was on Tom Brady's Instagram story and it was him and Rob Gronkowski walking to the bus after they won the AFC championship game and this is the background song that Tom Brady had playing we ain't we ain't going nowhere that's right, they're back in the Super Bowl. The Patriots, oh my God, again, I know, I know, I know. Uh, the game preview, here it is. You know, by the way, what you're going to be looking at tonight is that the Rams got to choose which jerseys they wanted to wear because it was predetermined before the beginning of the season um, that the NFC team was going to pick the uniforms for the Super Bowl. So the Rams got their choice. I don't really like the choice, uh, but they picked their blue and yellow throwback uniforms. Uh, I get it, I guess, as an homage to L.A. when they first started in L.A. I get it, but I just don't like those uniforms. So if the Rams are wearing their blue and yellow throwback uniforms, yellow pants, blue jerseys, that means the Patriots are going to be wearing their white jerseys and blue pants. So there's been so much hype these past two weeks, but don't forget, there is a game. So let's just first talk about the intangibles of this game. First... Did you know that the Rams practice facility was located 45 minutes away from all the center of the festivities, the hotels and everything? The Patriots one? Right in the middle of it all. Is that going to have an effect on this game? I don't know. By the way, there have been four Rams players that have played in a Super Bowl. Look, I can count it on one hand. One, two, three, four. And only running back C.J. Anderson has played in more than one. The Patriots have 38 players that have played in a Super Bowl on their roster. 27 of them have played in more than one. So will experience have anything to do with it? I think so, because routine, ritual, being trained to shut out all that external stimuli for the past two weeks and focus on football. It all goes a long way, and it does come with experience. And Devin McCourty once told me that Bill Belichick has it down pat, down to his science. He's the master of all of that. And the one thing I love about Bill Belichick is that he plays like mental warfare with his opponents. And what I mean by that is I saw once it was freezing, freezing cold in, in New England. And I'm sure this happens every single game, but I only saw it once. He had a thermometer only in the entranceway of the visitors' tunnel. Just to remind the visiting team of how cold it really is in New England. And it was not in his own tunnel. Just the visiting team. And players said that that affects them. It does, to see that. So, tonight, prop bet alert. Will Bill Belichick be referred to as a genius? Yes. Pretty much happens every single broadcast. I don't know why you would say no on that. So let's look at the running back matchup. The advantage, I'm going to say, it's sort of like a pick 'em. 
when you look at the stats, rushing stats on the season, Rams are ranked number one. Patriots are are, are ranked very close, number two. Um, their stats are literally almost exactly the same. The only difference is is that the Rams have two fumbles in the rushing game on to the Pats zero, and the Rams have four touchdowns to the Pats eight. I'm sure that's play in the playoffs. So the slight edge, I would say the slight edge goes to the Patriots in that because Tom Brady needs to get the play action going. Once that can happen, if he gets a running game going, this game is over. On the flip side, Todd, Todd Gurley, who is the Rams running back, the Rams offense is built around Todd Gurley because he's had, in their three losses in the regular season, he averaged 48 yards rushing per game. In their wins, their 13 wins, he's averaged 130-plus yards from scrimmage, running and receiving. So, if Todd Gurley gets started for the Rams, I think lights out for the Patriots. And uh, that's it's that simple. The, ga- the game for the Rams in tonight is going to be won and lost on Todd Gurley's production. It's that simple. Then we can look at the quarterbacks. And this is another prop that alert. Will there be a roughing the passer penalty called? Well, if you were watching the AFC Championship game, if you wave in front of the face of Tom Brady, that is apparently a roughing the passer penalty. So I'm going to go with yes, triple down, double down, quadruple down. Yes, there is going to be a roughing the passer penalty called in this game tonight. So we look at the quarterbacks, Jared Goff and Tom Brady. Jared Goff, he's, he's a young guy. He's got superior arm strength. He's got no fear. And if you think that he's a better pocket passer because of all that, actually, the stats say otherwise. He's better on the run, outside the box. His passer rating is higher than those throws that he's made inside the pocket. Okay, so on the run, bootlegs, jet sweeps, um, run pass options. Jared Goff is more effective. That's a little difficult for a defense to defend against, a guy on the run. We've, we've seen that. And Tom Brady is not one of those guys that is ever on the run. So I'm going to let Devin McCourty explain this to you, the advantage of having Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in your corner when it comes time to the Super Bowl. Uh, this I did with him in February of 2016, one of my first interviews I ever did. And it's still relevant and applicable to today's game even three years later. Devin McCourty, take it away. We got Tom Brady. I mean, if you ask me if I'm going to talk about defense or Tom Brady, I'm talking about Tom Brady. I'm talking about Rob Gronkowski. So uh, I think it's a little bit of a myth that I think people think we read, you know, headlines. We don't care about that stuff. We want to win the Super Bowl. So uh, that's what motivated us, trying to get back in and win it back to that Super Bowl. It fell short, but, you know, we're going to try to go back and get it next year. And every single year after that, pretty much. But the one thing we've learned that Tom Brady cannot do in a Super Bowl was alluded to in the 2012 Super Bowl versus the Giants. And uh, here's his his supermodel wife, Giselle. Well, isn't that right? My husband can't throw the ball and catch the ball at the same time because last year in the Super Bowl, we saw that. We saw that Tom Brady could not catch the ball for a wide-open touchdown, and then the Philadelphia Eagles trolled him 
and they set up Nick Foles on the same exact play, and he could catch the ball and throw the ball at the same time, Giselle. So that is one thing Tom Brady cannot do tonight. But they might they might try that again. If I know Tom Brady and the competitive spirit of him, I think they might try that play again this year, see if that works, and say, Nick Foles, I could do it too. And speaking of Nick Foles, is he the most eligible trade piece quarterback in 2019? That is for another week. I think yes. I think he's going to be the most sought after. Tom Brady also has the quarterback. He picks apart the defense at the line pre-snap. It's like he knows what's coming. Spygate. And his accuracy hasn't dipped over the years. So advantage in the quarterbacks, I'm going Tom Brady. Defenses. There's another prop bet alert. Will there be a safety in the game? I'm going to go with no. Because I think the this game is they have two very good special teams units that I don't think would put the ball back so far as a return team. It, I think they're going to get pretty good field position throughout. I think this game is going to be a very high scoring game. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but in the playoffs, the Patriots defense has really hit its stride. Uh, in the first round or the first round that they had played, they held the Chargers. To 19 total rush yards in the playoffs. Okay, the Chargers don't have such a good uh, running game. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Well, how about this? They sacked Patrick Mahomes four times in the AFC Championship game. Four times. And he's one of the best protected running uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Not impressed yet? How about Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs' best wide receiver? He had one catch in the AFC Championship game. He was a complete non-factor. And uh, I say that because it was not for a touchdown. So Chargers, 19 total rush yards. (laughs) Here's another prop bet alert coming in from Periscope. Will there be a pass interference no call that wins the game for one team? (laughs) Not this week. No, I don't think so. So the Patriots defense, number one, held the Chargers to 19 total rush yards in the playoffs. Sacked Mahomes four times in the AFC Championship game. Limited Tyreek Hill to one catch, a total non-factor in the AFC Championship game. And the Rams' offensive line, just so you know, was just named the toughest in the NFL last night. So, I don't know what happens in the playoffs, but the Patriots' defense just turns up every single time, led by Captain Devin McCourty. Look at look at the Rams' defense. The Rams' defense generates the most interior pressure than any team in football. That's pretty unlucky for Tom Brady because his passer rating versus the interior rush, 63. His passer rating versus the exterior rush the out from the outside, 118. That is a very huge disparity in numbers. So advantage in, in defensive line, 100% the Rams. And any Jets fan that's watching knows that to pressure Tom Brady, you got a good shot at winning the game. Even the Giants know that. Giants fans know that from Super Bowl 42. When they beat the Belichick Brady Patriots in that game, the Giants defense and the defensive line in particular, led by Michael Strahan, they registered five sacks on Tom Brady, 15 hurries, and seven hits. That's how you beat Tom Brady. So what does the Patriots offensive line need to do? They need to double team. It's very simple. Donald, Aaron Donald, every single play. He was the 2018 
Defensive Player of the Year. He was the 2019, named last night, 2019 Defensive Player of the Year. The team, as the Rams, the team has had the most quarterback pressures in a season since 2016 with 73. But Tom Brady has yet to be sacked this entire postseason. So there you have that. You have a, a, a mammoth Rams defensive line versus a very stout, very watertight, airtight even, Patriots offensive line. Which wins? Which wins out? I got some bad news for the Rams defense. They've, yon- they've used zone defense 70-70% of the time this past season. Tom Brady is already salivating on that because he destroys, and you're probably going to hear the word surgically on the broadcast 100 times tonight, those types of defenses. So the Rams have to come out and match up man-to-man. If they don't, it's going to be a long day because if they're going to, they think they're going to beat the Patriots in zone defense, Tom Brady's going to nickel and dime them all the way down the field and they will obviously lose the time of possession game. And that is something you do not want to lose against the Patriots. You do not want to give Tom Brady the ball as time is expiring in the fourth quarter. It's just that simple. Also bad news for the Rams. Cornerback Marcus Peters, he's allowed 21 touchdowns since 2016, the third most in the NFL. If I'm Tom Brady, the first play, or in the, fir- in the first series of plays, in the first sequences, what I'm going to do, toss it over the top of Marcus Peters. I would pick on him all day. Let him prove that he can do it. Someone on Periscope saying, flood the short quick passes, force Brady to throw the ball down the field. He thinks he's inaccurate there. I'm not so sure about that. I think that if you get behind the defense, Tom Brady can obviously, I think, hit a anybody. He can hit a window 100 yards down the field. So pick on Marcus Peters if you're Tom Brady, and hopefully your offensive line can hold up against a very, very formidable Rams defensive line. When you're looking at film of Marcus Peters, also, it seems to me that he gets confused a lot. He gets turned around too many times, in my opinion, for a player playing in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady will have a field day with Marcus Peters. So here we have a prop bet alert before I give you my final score prediction. I think it's always a question about what color Gatorade gets thrown on the coach. I think it's going to be orange Gatorade. I think it's bit I think it was that last year too. I think it was orange. Check me on that. And another prop bet alert. Who will the Super Bowl MVP thank first? I think it's gonna be God. You know, you have a choice, it's that's a multiple choice, but I think it's gonna be God. So the Madden game, I think it was this morning they ran, you know, the Madden football game that's so lifelike in player ratings, et cetera, et cetera, even the graphics, blah blah blah. The Madden game predicted the Super Bowl winner this morning. Madden says and they ran the game, and this was the final score. Patriots 38, Rams 31. My final score prediction is going to be 44, Patriots 44, Rams 38. And I did that last night. I did not wait for that Madden game to score to come out. So on my final score, Patriots 44, 
Rams 38. And there you have my, my game analysis in, uh, in 15 minutes there. So along with the controversial national anthem, there is also a controversial halftime show. More on that in 30 seconds. Flamin' Hot Nacho. They made the original hot. Now it's hot. So this is Sugar by Maroon 5, who is headlining the Super Bowl halftime show tonight. When they were announced, it's, you know, really, really eh. Mm. Uh, I think, though, viewers of the Super Bowl halftime show, I think they're going to be surprised with how many hits like Maroon 5 actually have. I think you're going to know all the songs. I mean, they're they're omniscient. There's an SAT word for you. Omniscient, which means they're everywhere. All their songs are all over everywhere. Y- you'll get it. You know this song, right? Sugar, right? But I do think that this is going to be um, a very boring halftime show. Sorry. Because Adam Levine, I saw a video, Adam Levine is already promising something that people haven't done before. Of course, every year you hear that. And he followed that up with, like, a rock show. Uh, well, rock shows really aren't my thing. So I'm going to go with uh, boring. And and by the way, the one experience I had with Adam Levine, he's not too bright. Um, it was a situation which we were in the Lower East Side, and, and it, the Maroon 5 band was there. And any question that was posed to Adam Levine that I guess he didn't know the answer to or didn't want to respond to because he didn't understand, I don't know. He looked at the guy with the long hair. I don't know his name. And that guy responded intelligently to every single question. One of my friends actually asked Adam Levine, what is your uh, most favorite um, home-cooked meal? You know what Adam Levine's answer was? Sushi. Sushi. Uh, Last I checked, sushi is not a home-cooked meal. Right? I mean, right? So here's a prop bed alert. Maroon 5, four songs in the halftime show, over, under. I'm going under. I'm going under on that. Although they have a lot of songs, they don't have a lot of time, you know? So, also because there's a guy named Travis Scott that's going to be accompanying them. They're going to be joined by Travis Scott. And this is, in the background here, Sicko Mode. Features Drake. Will Drake come out tonight? Hmm. That might be interesting. Will Maroon 5 bring out Cardi B? That might be interesting. That I can get behind. So, Travis Scott, you might know him as um, the baby daddy for Kylie Jenner. Um, there's some crazy conspiracy theories online that they're saying that he's going to propose to her tonight. They're not married yet. I mean, so, I don't know. I've seen it. I... If it happens, don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but you never know. Keep an eye out for that. And I think, um... What? What? Outcast? I think three's a crowd tonight, because if you haven't heard, Big Boy from Outcast, he's trying to make a comeback. 
You know this song. Hey, yeah. Right? Will Andre 3000 show up? I don't know. Who cares? Really? Um, Three's a crowd. Big boy. I don't get it. Um, I just... I don't understand how... And, and listen, my, the favorite... My favorite halftime show of all time is was the mashup, sort of, with Missy Elliott, NSYNC, Britney Spears, and Aerosmith. That was my favorite one of all time. I loved how they picked people from different, you know, genres, you know, and mashed them all in one. They got the older crowd with Aerosmith. They got the younger crowd, obviously, with uh, with NSYNC and, and Missy Elliott. And, oh, and I think... um. Was it Nelly in that too? Uh, so I, 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 I don't know. I just, I like it. I like the idea, but I just don't like how it came together. And obviously they had some controversy regarding, you know, who was going to be performing at the halftime show. And before I really stomp on this, I just wanted to point out just gently that stars like Rihanna and um, Cardi B reportedly, reportedly turned down the opportunity to play at this game, but... At the halftime show, you know, but they're, they're they're gladly taking money for commercials. Cardi B's in two. She's in an Amazon Alexa commercial and she's in a, in a Pepsi commercial. So uh, before I say anything about that, you know, I, maybe she is going to come out tonight. Who knows? But uh, if she doesn't, mm, I don't know if it's going to be a good look. So my final thoughts: if it stays the way it is with Maroon Five, Travis Scott, and Big Boy, no extras. This halftime show is going to suck. Might be a bathroom break this year. Um, And this game, although the Patriots going to the Super Bowl again, which is the fourth times in the last five years, there is something a little different this year for people watching in New Jersey. What is that? Oh, that's called legal sports betting. We're going to look at some of the most lucrative bets for this game after the break. I'm Bonnie. I'm Vivian, and we're the makers of Bon and Viv Spiked Seltzer. It's sparkling water and alcohol. It comes in fruit botanicals like pear elderflower with zero grams of sugar. Yeah, seems too good to be true. But let us tell you, the the myth is real. What do you think, sharks? I'm in. I want in, too. I'll double their offer. Hey, this is my expertise. I'll count their offer. Go with me. Go with me. Boy, I'd be rich Get the to tow Prada Benz in the driveway Yacht in the water Vegas at the Mandarin I roll a gibbelet Me and Diddy dripping diamonds like Marilyn No, I wouldn't be drowning in all your IOUs Every promise you made me will have some real value Cause all the little lies Rolling off your lips is money falling from the sky Shit, I'd be rich Speaking of being rich, Marin Morris, New Jersey has legal sports betting. And let me tell you, that was fun on Christmas morning, or afternoon really, uh, sitting with my brother in front of the TV, and we were just betting on the stupidest stuff, like who's going to score the next basket. Stupid stuff on NBA, right? So you could really bet on anything if you wanted to in some in these games, in this Super Bowl. Um I just had Warrior Class ask me, what's the over-under on them showing uh, Giselle? Eight. He put he put it at eight. Prop alert. I'm going under on the eight there. Warrior Class on Periscope. Uh, here's another one. Prop alert. How many times is Robert Kraft to be shown 
in the broadcast. They put it at 2.5. I'm going under than that. They're talking specifically during game time. Not halftime, not before the game, not after the game. They're talking whistle to whistle. How many times is Robert Kraft going to be shown? 2.5? Oh, definitely under on that. There was another one. You know that... Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. This guy is a... Uh, is a very big Patriots fan, and one of the prop bets was, will this guy be shown on the broadcast at all tonight? You know him. Come on, who's this guy? So they showed John Bon Jovi once during the... Um, NFC Championship game for those of you guys. They're going to show him on the broadcast tonight. Yes, I'm going with yes. That was a yes or no question. There wasn't any over and under with that. Yes, he's going to be shown tonight in the owner's box sitting next to owner Robert Kraft. Uh, someone wants to know how many times will the young McVay versus old Belichick matchup be discussed? Oh my God! I hope for all of us, not a lot. I hope just in the beginning because they have to open with that. I'm sure, but I hope not a lot because that would make my ears bleed. I've heard it for two weeks. Okay. Um, so um, uh, the last I looked, uh, one of the FanDuel uh, total points scored 83.5 over under on that. Well, I looked into that, and that's one of the things I, I did put money on. And before you, you say, you know, what are you thinking? The Patriots average 27 points a game. Rams average 33 points a game, which is 60 total points. Now, if you're looking at 83.5, call me crazy, but I took the over. I know that's a crazy bet. I know that. I took the over on 83.5, but... The odds were plus 2,900. How could you let that go? With two very, very high-scoring offenses, okay? Anything can happen in the Super Bowl, right? I don't know. I know it's crazy, but $3 of mine can turn into 87. I'm okay with throwing $3 out the window if it's going to make me 87, you know? So I know it's crazy, but I took the over on it. I mean, if, if you think about it, 84 points is all that needs to be scored. So 84 divided by two guys is 42 points each. That's not unattainable. You know? It's happened. Another one I picked was MVP. And I know it's um, sort of counterproductive strategy on my part, but, you know, is it, though? Um, I took two MVPs, and I took them both from two different teams. Covering my bases, I guess you can call it. Uh, if the Rams win, I picked Todd Gurley. I put $5 on Todd Gurley. He would make me $80 if he's named the MVP. And that could be a very big possibility because, like I said before, the Rams offense runs through Todd Gurley. You've seen it in their win-to-loss records and the numbers he's put up in their wins and losses in the regular season. Lock. I think that's a lock. If the Rams win, I think that's, out of the ones I picked, that would be the lock. And then... There's good old Rob Gronkowski. The $5 I put on Rob Gronkowski 
would make me $250. Five turns into 250 Know why I picked him? I'll tell you why. Because Rob Gronkowski has openly contemplated retirement for years. And guess what? I look back. He's never won Super Bowl MVP in all of his trips to the Super Bowl. And all the Patriots' trips to the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski has never, never won Super Bowl MVP. And I think that if they do, in fact, win, I think that's a neat little bow to put on his career. And then for a neat little bow for me, I'm going to be making $250. Someone on Periscope wanted to know what is what are the odds on Julian Edelman to be named Super Bowl MVP plus 3,300. That's another good one. Same as Gronk. I might go home and drop $5 on Edelman too. Yeah, I might do that right now actually <laughs> for it changes. Um, I'm not advertising, but I, I do use the FanDuel app. I think it's the most user-friendly. You know, um, It's verifying my location for those of you guys watching. You can see that I am in fact in New Jersey. And uh, let's, let's, oh, no, it's, no, no, first touchdown score, anytime score, no, MVP, here we go, MVP, Julian Edelman, 3,300, here we go, I'm putting five bucks, oh, okay, look at this, so five dollars wins you 165, there, lock in the the bet there, Rob Gronkowski's odds have, have, you know, gotten better, have they, they've increased, so I got him at great odds. Woo. So that means he might be it. Can you imagine? 250 bucks. Oh, my God. On five. All right, anyway. So finally, I'm also in a box pool. I, I bought two boxes. Um, my, bo- my first box has the Patriots ending in a score of nine and the Rams ending in a score of seven. Uh, not so good. My box two has the Patriots ending with a score of zero. The Rams ending in a score of eight. That is also not good. So I am not banking on my box pull to win me any money today. But crazier things have happened. Um, I I won once the final score on a missed two-point conversion. I won. I think I had numbers eight and six, if I'm not mistaken. So anything can happen. There are no numbers that are are good or bad. I mean, zero, zero is great. Seven, zero is great. One and four. But you know what? It's the Super Bowl. These guys are playing to win the game. And uh, anything can happen. So if you got numbers like me in your box pool, you're not down and out just yet. A lot of people on Periscope, um, if you wanted to call in and we could talk about it, 201-825-3650. That's a new phone number. And finally, the NFL handed out some very important awards at the NFL Honors last night, including one to a New York Giant and one very important one to a former New York Jet. We'll hit that and more after the break. I like to make my life easy. Romo mode. Good luck with that one. Yes! That's why I wear Skechers slip-ons. They're effortless. You can just slip them on and off. And they're incredibly comfortable with Skechers air-cooled memory foam. Skechers slip-ons. For those who like things easy. Thanks, Overtray. Slip into easy comfort with Skechers slip-ons. Try them in relaxed and wide fit.
Also, the NFL Honors Awards from Atlanta last night. Always one of my favorites. I always wanted to kick off with this. Is the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Warrior class. He beat me to it here on Periscope. As commercials were going on, he revealed that it was Chris Long of the Philadelphia Eagles. And Chris Long, if you don't know who he is, briefly, um, his Chris Long Foundation in 2015 has three main goals. One, clean water. Two, military appreciation. And three, youth education. So he created this initiative called the Water Boys. And what that does is raise funds and awareness to provide clean drinking water to East African communities in need. In total, he's raised more than $3 million and he's funded over 55 wells that can provide water to almost a quarter of a million people. Um, If you also don't know, Chris Long has also donated his game checks over the past two seasons to programs that fund scholarships in his hometown of Charlottesville, Virginia, and that promote uh, educational equity in the cities in which he's played, St. Louis, and in Boston, and in Philadelphia. In total, Long's efforts over the last two years have yielded $2.25 million in donations to educational equity programs. And uh, furthermore, you know, as a teacher myself, his Chris Long's first quarter for literacy program has donated seventy-five thousand new book new books to, chil- to children in underserved neighborhoods in 2018 alone. As a result of winning this last night, the Chris Long Foundation will receive a two hundred fifty thousand dollar donation, and an additional two hundred fifty thousand dollars will be donated to the United Way in his name. As I alluded to, and I did, I did mention before. The defensive player of the year is Aaron Donald from the Rams. That's his second consecutive one. Tom Brady may have had nightmares last night about him uh, coming after him. <laughs> um, you know, as I was falling asleep last night, I was like, you know what? To be, pl- I, I imagine myself, if I was playing in the Super Bowl tomorrow, what would I be doing right now? Would I be able to sleep? Um, I don't know. I read a book by Jerry Barca, and it was about the Super Bowl winning Giants. And back then, in the '80s, in the '80s, Giants they were they were actually were watching Saturday Night Live, and on Saturday Night Live they had skits of the players, and the players were watching themselves in their hotel rooms on Saturday Night Live. Some of them, other ones, well, you know, they were out doing other things. But um, and this is important for Giants fans. The offensive rookie of the year, you know who that is. Saquon Barkley, Giants fans, you still think he was the wrong pick in the draft? Can will will an offensive rookie of the year award finally convince you that Saquon Barkley was the correct pick in the 2018 draft? What more does the guy have to do? And I know you're sitting there like, no, he doesn't have to do anything. It was the fact that they had a pink quarterback. Well, guess what? They're getting their quarterback this year. You'll see, and we'll we'll talk more. Um, later on about that. I'm not going into the draft now. It's not till April. It's only February. Uh, so did Baker Mayfield get snubbed last night? That's a question that has been circulated around um, all of the internet. And rookie of the year for me is that. Rookie of the year. Baker Mayfield didn't play the whole season. And as a Jet fan, I was watching that happen. I watched Baker Mayfield enter the game in week whatever it was when the Browns played the Jets, and they beat the Jets. So rookie of the year is Saquon Barkley. Rookie of the half year, 
might have been Baker Mayfield, but Saquon Barkley was the most consistent throughout the entire year. So I think they got it right. Not that I'm in the New York market, but the fact that Saquon Barkley was productive from week one through the end. That's why he was named Offensive Rookie of the Year, in my own humble opinion. So, someone, a warrior class saying uh, about Baker Mayfield that he was ultra cocky and that might have not helped him. I don't, I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. I love the stare down of, uh, of his former coach. I love that. So, I don't mind it, but, you know, I guess I'm in the newer generation that thinks that maybe steroid users should have a place in the Hall of Fame in under special circumstances. Um, guys like A-Rod and Barry Bonds, how can you deny them in the MLB Hall of Fame? That's my point of view. Anybody probably older than me is like, how could you even consider them? I get it. So maybe that's why Baker Mayfield was not included in, in the uh, Rookie of the Year was because of his attitude. I don't know, but I like it. Because you know why I like it? Because he backs it up. Too many times we see these quarterbacks and players just with these cocky attitudes that don't have the skill set or the wherewithal to back it up. Baker Mayfield backs it up. Definitely. And I saw someone on here saying that they were a, a, a Saints fan. Well, uh, yeah, that's kind of tough because uh, obviously I think anybody with a pair of two eyes can see that the Saints were robbed. The Saints were absolutely robbed in the NFC Championship game. I mean, how do you not call that penalty? How do you not call that? You had your, your a litany of different calls that you could have picked if you were the officiating crew. You could have picked ru- defensive pass interference. Uh, you could have picked helmet-to-helmet contact. You could have picked... Um, a hit on a defenseless receiver. You, I mean, any any of the above, right? And what's mind-boggling, and, and you know, I like the Saints too. I, I think Drew. I met Drew Brees once. He was a great guy. I, I don't mind the Saints, but if you're going to blow that call, right? And then you're going to go talk to another official, and you're going to converse with that official, and then. You're going to pick. You're you're going to decide after speaking with him that, yeah, that in fact, yeah, that was the right call. I mean, come on. I mean, even the defender you saw, he he came out after the game and he said, yeah, I mean, I made that penalty. I committed that w- should have been penalty in order to save the touchdown. I mean, how bad was that officiating crew that they just blew that call? I know it's old news, but. You got to feel for the people in, in New Orleans. And I have a friend that's a Saints fan. She's not watching the game <laughs> at all. And you know what? Neither are a lot of the people in New Orleans. They are boycotting the game today, the Super Bowl game. Most of New Orleans will not be watching it. And uh, I'm sure you've seen the press conference, and someone asked Sean Payne how he got over the bad call. He said he spent three days eating Jenny's ice cream and watching Netflix. Yeah, someone said that uh, I live in New Orleans and we were all depressed today. Well, to help comfort you, that brand of ice cream, Jenny's Ice Cream, they're sending trucks into New Orleans today and passing out free ice cream. So 
you might want to get on that. You might want to find one of those Jenny's ice cream trucks and uh, and get some free ice cream. That was a great little nugget of information that turned into a huge marketing thing for them. Um, and the other problem I have is is what you just pointed out there on Periscope. You know, not that I'm knocking LA in any way. Um, it's great, but like people are like born and raised in New Orleans. A lot of people in LA are transplants, and a lot of L- people in LA and 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 this and the Rams had just moved from St. Louis to LA, so um, I think you get a lot of I don't know fake fans. Sorry, fake fans in LA. Uh, a lot of bandwagon fans there in LA. You have all these celebrities coming. Oh yeah, I've been a Rams fan all my life. No, you haven't. You have not been a Rams fan all your life. You live in LA. They just moved there. Fine. And they're in the Super Bowl because. As we know, the Chargers moved there too. <laughs> so I think that uh, LA, uh, it's a um, a fan base. Here's this analogy: it's a fan base built on quicksand, or or sand even just, because it's not a solid foundation. And uh, once the team starts to, to go down, oh, how quickly they jump ship. Would Brady ever confess to reporters that personals foul called on him were bogus? Never. No way. No way. I'm sure that defender got uh, got some slack for that, obviously. Uh, so MVP was named last night. Uh, again, to add to the, the uh, Saints' misery, Patrick Mahomes was chosen over Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees was the runner-up for the MVP of the NFL season this past season. And poor Brees. He missed the Super Bowl on a bogus blown call. Then he finishes second to a quarterback 17 years younger than him. Then, you know what he did receive last night? The Sportsmanship Award. He received the Sportsmanship Award. That's like a high school awards dinner. You know, here you go. You know, you were close, but you were a good player, and we like you, so we're going to give you the Sportsmanship Award Uh Instead of the M- uh, NFL MVP award, I do think Pat Mahomes was the correct choice, though. Sorry for you Saints fans watching. Um, Mahomes, come on, he's technically perfect. Like he, he, he's just too good. I mean, he brought that that franchise from the depths. And and when their running back was suspended for domestic violence, you thought that was the end of them. Uh, but no, it wasn't. And Patrick Mahomes put the team on his back. And it got him to the NFC Championship game. AFC Championship game, sorry. AFC Championship. And, you know, there's good things to come for that team. It's a young team. And uh, and here's Patrick Mahomes after winning the award last night. Yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. Uh, like I said, I mean, I got put in a great situation. Uh, I got to learn behind a great quarterback last year in Alex Smith. Uh, I got to be on a team with a lot of playmakers that have, have helped excel my game and make, make me look really good on, on a daily basis. And then uh, be able to go out there and just win football games in front of a passionate fan base is something that uh, you get the oh I get the luxury of doing. And so I mean it, it is an honor. Uh, like you said, it's a hard award to win. Uh, next up, next award I hope I can get is Super Bowl. Season is still kind of fresh on my mind. Uh, I was wishing I was playing this week. Uh, but at the same time, as you look back, we we did so many great things this year. Uh, we have a lot of young guys, and uh, to get all those experiences. We all wish they were in the Super Bowl, but uh, we're going to use that as motivation to this next season and try to come back and find a way to get there next year. And here's a prop bet alert. Will that pass interference call be showed or non-call be showed during the broadcast? No, 
I do not think the NFL wants anything to do with that non-call. I think that is an absolute no. And you may have seen or noticed that um, the big announcement, the Hall of Fame announcement was made last night. The Hall of Fame class of 2019 was announced. And Jets fans, a New York Jet was inducted for only the sixth time in the history of the Hall of Fame. You got Martin, Riggins, Maynard, Namath, Weeb Eubank, and now offensive lineman Kevin Mawai. Clap for Kevin Mawai there. It's his third time as a finalist. And as they say, the third time was a charm. And earlier, Curtis Martin had um, credited him with aiding to his Hall of Fame career greatly. And um, and I guess that was what the final push that they needed to induct Kevin Mawai into the Hall of Fame was Curtis Martin who has already been an established Hall of Famer, crediting him with uh, with his career, the success of his career. Like I said, he's the only, the sixth New York Jet in history to make it to Canton. So uh, in case you're wondering, other 2019 Hall of Fame class members are Champ Bailey, Pat Bolin, Gil Brandt finally got in as a contributor, uh, Tony Gonzalez, overdue I think, Ty Law, obviously Kevin Mawai, Ed Reed, and Johnny Robinson. So we'll wrap this up. Now, I had uh, I had posted on Twitter uh, a poll on January 27th. And I asked, where do you typically prefer to watch the Super Bowl? My choices were at a bar, at home, at a friend's house, or I throw a huge party. Four choices. A, B, C, D. 60% of the people that voted say that they watch it at home. Followed by 30% saying they watch it at a friend's house. Hmm. Um, it should be an exciting game. Um, like I said in the beginning, I will post a pic of all the prop bets I mentioned throughout today's broadcast. Every one of them I will post. So you can uh, use my guide as a guide to help you possibly win some money. Let me know if I do help you win some money. I get 10%. Just kidding. So you got uh, a game on CBS tonight. You got Tony Romo and Jim Nance on the call. And I love when Tony Romo does games. I think Tony Romo is a better broadcaster than quarterback. He, I just, I feel like I'm watching intelligent football when Tony Romo's on the call. And uh, here's a, uh, he's my last and final prop bet. Tony Romo says, here we go. You know what I'm talking about. They have it at 2.5. I'm going over, way over on that. Tony Romo says, here we go, I, at least once a drive. <laughs> so that's an easy one. That's a slam dunk one. So take the over on that. And uh, you can't forget about um, my guys, the McCourty Twins. I'm rocking their shirt. This is Devin's shirt. Um, <laughs> someone said that. Warrior Class says, Tony Romo's insightful, and he won't drop a, a snap on TV. <laughs> Funny. He can't, clearly. Um can't forget about the McCourty Twins, a little local flavor here. They're playing in the big game tonight. And Ramapo High School graduate Chris Hogan, he's going to be playing in his third consecutive Super Bowl. How's that for a guy that wanted to play lacrosse or did play lacrosse in college and then finally switched to football? I think uh, it's going to be an exciting game. And you're going to expect some, uh, especially on the part of the L.A. Rams, some trick plays tonight. Because if you were watching the NFC Championship game, you might have seen Johnny Hecker's fake punt, which changed the entire complexion 
of that game versus the Saints. Sorry to the Saints fans watching. Um, but it did. So McVeigh is not afraid. He's not afraid to pull something like that. Uh, so expect some trick plays, especially on the Rams. I think you might find that Tom Brady will try to attempt a touchdown catch this Super Bowl because he couldn't do it last time. I think they've been practicing that. Uh, hey, Don LaGreca just joined the broadcast. I'm just wrapping up here. Don, what's your prediction on the Super Bowl tonight, Don? I got I got the Patriots winning. What was the final score I said, guys? The final score I had was uh, Patriots 44, Rams 38. That's what I had there. Um, and Don LaGreca, as you know, is a Rampo College alumni, and that's where I broadcast out of here at Rampo College. Um, you expect also some riled-up fans. You know what? Because in a, a twenty a twelve ounce beer in Atlanta costs five dollars. A twenty ounce beer costs only seven. Of course, you're going to go for the twenty ounce beer for seven dollars. Why not? <laughs> go to MetLife Stadium. A twenty ounce beer. I don't know. Probably cost you twenty bucks. Dollar an ounce. Um. So you got a lot of things to look forward to tonight. And I, uh, I'll have to say it. I have to close with this. You're going to have to expect a showdown of the new school NFL and the old school NFL. Which will prevail? Well, we'll see tonight. Enjoy the game. See you guys next week. Follow me on Twitter, at Coach McCartan. That's at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. To find my work on YouTube and SoundCloud, search, with no spaces, Coach McCartan. Subscribe yourself so you don't have trouble finding it in the future. That's it for today, everybody. Listen live next Sunday, 1.30 to 2.30 p.m.